Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. FamilyPetAncestry.com, TheDorkForest.com. Have you gone to that recently? It goes to the same place as the rest of them. I am on the podcast network, All Things Comedy. AllThingsComedy.com has a bajillion podcasts that you could listen to if you are looking for other podcasts in your life, mostly done by stand-up comics. And I recommend you get with it. Okay, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio. Mike Rickberg composed the theme song a 100 years ago. And it's still great. He sings it with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. The first episode of the pre-recorded uh, episode was an episode with Mike Rickberg where he sang what I now play as the end of the program, the Mexican hat dance with lyrics made up by Mike Rickberg. Still funny. Still funny. Low these many years later. We're in our ninth year, by the way, you guys, of doing the Dork Forest, Dork on Dork Dialogue. You can donate to the show. If you enjoy the program, feel free to donate $10 a month to give me $100 a year. Yeah, I don't make it easy. I don't set it up for you so that you can just uh, automatically, because I don't like it. I don't like it when there's an automatic withdrawal. If you're still enjoying it each month, send me 10 bucks, or send me $100 all at once. Or if you can't afford to do a donation, there's a couple other ways you can support the show. You can tell everybody about it. That's a good way. You can order merch if you need a T-shirt, or you can order one of my stand-up CDs or DVD. Everything available on Amazon and iTunes, and you can listen to them for free on Pandora and Spotify. But if you like a hard copy, tell me if you want it signed or something. You can order it through JackieCation.com on the merch page. There's Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts and uh, regular Dork Forest t-shirts that are also available on that. And they're union-made here in the United States, so they run a little big because so do union members here in the United States. See what I did there? little joke. Other than that... Did I do, I don't think I did Vilmos. Vilmos fixes my, my website, the one that I've just been talking about so much. If you need website design, check the notes because there's a link to him and then you can hire him to fix your website. Another way to support the show, you can use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com to order your items from Amazon through that banner. I get a little bit of a kickback. Stand-up comedy. I do it. You can watch it live. You can watch me do live dork forests, too. That's what I use the donation money for, travel to get to these places. So stand-up this week, I'm in Portland, Oregon, doing the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. One million shows. That's right. I'm doing a live dork forest, which will be super fun. And then I will be doing... Uh, a bunch of stand-up shows and a weird PRI uh, panel game show with the guy who wrote Fight Club, who I really want to meet because I didn't get that movie when I saw it. And then I got it like a minute later. I always get the movie after everybody else gets the movie. I'm, uh, I'm not that quick in the uptake when it comes to the movies. doesn't mean I'm not smart. just means I don't always uh, get that stuff. And uh and I'm not getting dumber as I get older. Been dumb like this since I was a kid, just so you know. Let's listen to The Dark Forest. Because <laughs> uh, this is a great episode, you guys. I had a really fun time. And thanks for listening. Take care of each other out there. Let's Let us begin. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room with Ian Abramson, stand-up comic. And do you host Seven Minutes in, in Purgatory? I do, yeah. I host it, and that's my show. So that's your show, and then you film it. Uh, or right. do you just have an audience watching it, or both? 
Right. So the show functions uh, that in the in a way that uh, comics perform to a camera in one room, and yeah. the audience watches in a separate room. So it's real easy to just hit record on the camera that they're performing to. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then you upload that to to YouTube. Right. We also record uh, the audience so that we can put the laughter over it. That oh. way, the comics can then watch and see how they did. Oh, that okay. Well, yeah. then I'm I'm I'm. I'm reconciled. I'm reconciled. Jack was a little was a little nervous or skeptical about. I wanted no part of it. I wanted no part of me not getting the instant gratification. That is why I do stand up comedy. I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be the biggest psych experience ever. Like like experiment or right. It really was started as an experiment. I wasn't trying to torture comics. That just kind of was the result. Just a nice byproduct. Yeah. Uh, We have totally gotten into it just because I introduced the name of the show, which is Seven Minutes in Purgatory. Is Mm -hmm. that is do the you go youtube.com slash seven minutes in purgatory yeah yeah okay or, they'll find it uh, yes yeah, or ian abramson.com right and, exactly okay mm-hmm. so and then uh and you're on twitter at ian abramson Correct. and you do stand up out of chicago living here in los angeles mm-hmm. grew up here uh we're gonna get into your dorkdom in a second but Great. let me just uh let me just talk about <laughs> the seven minutes in purgatory because i have one more question about yeah, it by all means which is um do people end up using a lot of saving lines because they're just like they told the joke and they get no response and you kind of want to go well maybe that's not as well written as i thought it was or right uh what i love about getting to watch the show is that there's a very wide range of how comics will perform to it because you know i wanted to see what happens when there is just nothing it's not that the comic is bombing it's not that they're killing it's just that they don't know how they're doing right so some comics will go into a saving line some will try to riff some will just try to power through the material right and you're watching Watching them sweat, realizing like they're just they're just hoping, they're practicing. Right, they're just essentially running lines. Yeah, which is funny because Maria Bamford runs lines oh. uh, in front of her mirror. Interesting. And we, when we play Joke Machine, we'll yeah. do like twenty minute chunks at each other. <laughs> and I've heard all of the material. Right, she's heard. All of my material. <laughs> so there will be a polite sort of, no, no, that's good. Right. That's coming right along. Yeah. And the only correct response in that situation is, yeah, there's, that's totally coming up. That's a lot tighter than it was. Right. So, uh, have you, has she ever been on? Uh, no, Seven. no. I'm hoping that she, she will be at some point. Sure. Uh, as I'd love to have, have you. you of know? course. But um, I, I also, I never I'm reconciled hold it to it. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't. I realize that it sounds, uh, bizarre and I, but terrifying I, and pointless is what, what, what it, uh, is right. what, yeah. is what yeah. it came to me. But now it's kind of, it, the fact that you're willing to edit it and you don't sweeten right. it, you don't do right. anything. No. You're just like, no, mm-hmm. people just, are they gonna? And the thing is, is that the audience sits down knowing what they're watching, so right. they are so excited to to watch the comics. Kind of, they're living in the struggle with the comedian, and they yeah. love it. So they're oh, laughing very hard. That's, that's I, I've awesome. never seen a comic not do well. But again, like I said, if when yeah. comics are like, I don't know, I'm like, I get it, but I hope you watch it and see and, the, and then you will want to do it. Yeah. Think, right. Okay. So I asked for a list of your dorkdoms. That's right. Number one on that list. <laughs> We gotta go there because it cracks me up. Yeah. McDonald's Land. McDonald's Land. I am all about. I've been researching McDonald's Land for over a decade. Just your own personal poll kind of thing, Just, or was I, there any? Because I, I have, mm-hmm. I have my own personal poll that I like. Poor driving. Um, right. Turns out, 
BMW drivers. They're the winners <laughs> right now. I have no idea why, but it's none of my business where they want to go, clearly, right. yeah. because they're constantly switching lanes and not letting anyone know <laughs> and cutting people off. So why McDonald's land? McDonald's, uh, yeah. is it called McDonald's land? Right. Well, uh, so McDonald's land, <laughs> I, when I say McDonald's land, I'm using it as an all-encompassing term for any mascot that they've used over the the years. Okay, uh, right. so it's so, not just the the ball with the the kids have peed in. No, it's not just right. the slides. Those the... are just based on McDonald's Land, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> McDonald's Land is the McDonald's... fictional world that the Grimace, the Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese, Ronald McDonald, know all of and those come people from. live in. Right. Wow, how many people do live in McDonald's Land? Uh, over the years, there's been a a large cast of characters. Over a dozen. Would you oh, say? oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, because yeah, you've got all these minor characters. What fast? Let me let me start okay, by saying please. what fascinates me about McDonald's Land is that when I say the Hamburglar, you have a specific image of what that means. You have yes, some I kind do. of connection yes. to the Hamburglar in the <laughs> same way that you you would if somebody said Spider Man or they said George Washington. Yeah. You know? uh, but. The Hamburglar was made, created, developed over the course of decades just to sell hamburgers. Like in in a 30-second spot, the Hamburglar pops up, uh, as does Ronald McDonald and Grimace, and we yeah. get this idea like these characters are friends. This this is a bad guy. Anyway, buy our hamburgers. Right. And our, literally our entire lives since yeah. we were born, these characters existed. But the only reason they exist is to sell hamburgers. Right. Right. There's no, I mean, there's no plot. There's no arc. Right. And there's any, the tiniest of arc though. Right. Exactly. And does he ever get caught? He gets caught constantly. Every time, right? Every time. Every time. Okay. What I, and because Tricks they are, are such. Kids. Sh- <laughs> Remember tricks are for kids? Absolutely. Yeah. I That's love a, food mascots at large, but McDonald's <laughs> land is the, is, is the I'm, king of the, right, uh, the castle. All right. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So. The other, the other thing that fascinates me about that is because there's so little accountability to the story, you know, they're just trying to sell the hamburgers. That means yes. they'll, they'll instantly drop anything that doesn't feed whatever the commercial is. So that means there's horrifying implications to this, like they've accidentally built a cannon for McDonald's land. Okay. In the early Oh, to protect themselves from the hamburger. Right. They're, yeah. They made themselves into like a pirate ship or something. There's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like, uh, they, they, they built, uh, they, they built this whole world with all these, these different pieces. And so there's, um, all these different, uh, they've, they've fleshed out the world more than they realize because when they're writing right. one commercial, they've already ditched whatever they were doing in the last right. commercial. Right. There's, there's, there's continuity. Right. There's exactly. Canon. Yes. There's, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> In the earliest, in the earliest McDonald's Land commercials in right. the sixties, uh, one they were ripping off completely uh, H and R Puffin stuff. If you right. go right, and they got sued they, for it. Oh, they did. Oh yeah, they can no longer use Mayor McCheese legally. That said, That's I sad. grew up knowing who Mayor McCheese was. I have, I have. He was never on the air when I was alive, but I right. knew exactly who Mayor McCheese was. How did that happen? Did they allude to him? They're, the only place that he would pop up is like hand painted murals in individual franchise restaurants. Okay. So you get this vague idea that there's Big Mac, the chief of police. Yes. And, and Mayor <laughs> McCheese. And then Big Mac was the chief of police. The chief of police. I did not know. Right. 
Which also means then that that uh, Big so Mac sorry. is the chief of police, but then Mayor McCheese is the mayor. So it takes one more patty to enforce the laws. That to make them. <laughs> well, isn't that the way it is? Isn't that doesn't that really resonate with everyone? It's true. <laughs> so okay, so Mayor McCheese. Did he look like an H.R. Puffin stuff? Did he looked he very of... much like H&R Puffin stuff. But like didn't it... all of them? Doesn't the Hamburger Burglar himself look like it? They all look like H&R Puffin stuff characters. But so they got, that they was got the only sued, one. and that was like the first kind of transformation because the first commercials tried to tell um, a cohesive story in 30 seconds. So yeah. it might be that um, – the grimace shows up, steals a bunch of shakes, and they try to trick the grimace into getting the shakes back, and then end. They're they're in grimace this world. was also a thief. I, I was grimace started off as a bad guy with six arms. Oh, okay. And he's supposed to vaguely look like a shake. Okay. Oh, weird. Yeah. He never. That was right. unsuccessful. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. never worked. Or or at the very least, <laughs> in the same way that the hamburger was after hamburgers and Captain Crook was after fish fillets, uh, Captain the grimace. Crook. Right. Yeah. Of course he was after the fish fillets. Right. I yeah. remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. These are the and deep grimace cuts of was McDonald's after, land. That is the deep shakes. cuts. Yeah. Right. Uh, so once they got sued, they were basically like, okay, well, we have these characters. America already knows and loves the Hamburglar. Right. So if we adjust the way that they look and start putting them in the real world rather than this fictional uh, – Oh, the town. Right. Exactly. McDonald's land. McDonald's yep, land. This is McDonald's land. Oh, my gosh. Right. Which was the where the real – so they – they're like skirting the edge of the, of the law. Right. And they're, they're like, okay, we'll take them out of McDonald's land. Mm-hmm. They won't be in a H and R puff and stuff like world. Right. Exactly. So that will separate them one degree from this lawsuit. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows who these people are. These mm-hmm. puppets are. Right. So Mayor May, so what did, did they look more like H&R Puppet stuff and then they redesigned the characters? The, so they, they stopped using certain characters. Captain Crook dropped off. There was a guy named the Professor that just disappeared entirely. I miss Captain Crook. <laughs> I remember Captain freaking Crook. Oh, That's hilarious. Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, there was a, a guy named the Professor, which was just like a, a general inventor that would like help them solve whatever the issue was. With. Okay, sort of like the Sherlock Holmes of the thing, where, right, he, where he was right. like, "Oh, I know what happened." Yes, yes, okay. yeah. Using science. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Again, in thirty seconds, though, so it's just like right. real, real quick. And then this is the Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Birdie, wow. inter- interesting to me at, <laughs> at least, did not exist yet. Birdie came a little later. Who's Birdie? Uh, Birdie is the the female character that uh, represents the breakfast menu she's birdie the early bird uh, is she a bird she is yep I always vague, crashing all right. into stuff she I has vaguely... aviator goggles and and pink overalls she has an amelia air hat yes. essentially yeah oh that's a guy i've never I, heard amelia air hat but that's I because it. i have an amelia air hat <laughs> that i bought at california land speaking oh, of lands. that's great love it and uh I like to somehow lounge, some occasionally lounge around with my Amelia Air hat. In between that book, those two bookcases, you'll yeah. see my bow and arrow. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah got that for Christmas. Pretty sweet. That's Pretty beautiful. sweet. Yeah. I love it. That's where we're keeping it. Andy's like, we can't keep it there. And I said, why not? What if somebody tries to break into the place? I will have access to my bow and arrow. He's like, oh my God, call 911. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, uh, Bert and was oh that is a re- that sounds like a response to some sort of cries of sexism. Birdie the breakfast sure. menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responding McDonald's uh, at the front lines of responding to to, to all sexism. things needed. Right, yes. yeah. Fifteen dollars mm-hmm. an hour McDonald's. Yes, Please exactly. do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. I, 
one of the more interesting things that uh, were just accidentally kind of brushed over about the original McDonald's Land commercials to me is that uh, they would really try to make the world feel very rich by having hamburger patches with like which were talking hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Right. So, That's insane. Right. Implying that then uh, these the the Big Mac and Mayor McCheese then started off in these hamburger patches and, and then <laughs> as grew, they grew developed, to, right? <laughs> yes, they went to school just like uh-huh. just like tiny hamburgers mm-hmm. do. Yeah, and then eventually became mayor and and police of cheap cheap right. police. Yeah, I don't know if when they hit puberty that's when they get a full body or what, right. what it is. Right when they when they, when they break themselves off the stem. Yeah. and call it a day. Yeah, that is that is that also means then that the hamburger. Uh, to Mayor McCheese is stealing baby heads. Right, right. He's essentially a kidnapper. Right, yeah. And a weird murderer <laughs> to some extent, as we right. all are, yeah. as we eat mm-hmm. hamburgers. Yeah, that are which being I sold suppose. to us by these people. When is this? Is this 1970 that this This is the, in the started, 70s, yeah. It, that it first started. It was early right. 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds Because this is when right. H&R Puffin stuff was on the air. It's all kind of vaguely psychedelic. I, yeah. Right. In and, like a but fun, it kept going. Mm-hmm. It kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Only after Super Size Me did they really actively try to get away from using these characters. Uh, right. But you still see uh, the occasional reference to them. Okay. Uh, well, but, I now I want them to bring them back. You want to? Yeah. I, you're telling <laughs> you, me? Yeah. <laughs> I, Would you have? Do you have plot ideas that they could use? <laughs> have you written any? Any like? You guys, you need to bring this back. This is the ad campaign that you threw away. Oh, and man. What would be scary to me is they got away from it because they're trying to promote healthier meals for kids. I, wow. Right. Supersize me. Yeah. And I, then and then after that. I, so then imagine a muscular grimace, which is basically just a pile of fat, but then tightened up. What would that right. be? Right. That is not. Yeah. <laughs> the gun show with grimace. That isn't. It's not enough. In, in the background of the earliest McDonald's Land commercials, there were uh, volcanoes that spouted shakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is like a nostalgic uh, walking through. Like, how many were there? I, uh, have you seen most of them for or? the commercials? Yeah. I've seen as many as I, I could. But again, right. this is this is uh, over fifty years of advertising from one of the the companies that have spent more on advertising than anyone else. You know, maybe right. not as much as Coca Cola, but or the ca- uh, Catholic Church. Those right. are the three. Those are the three. Right. All, it, all you know the, how, like they always com- cast of characters. They always compare McDonald's to the Catholic, uh, Catholic Church because all of their money is in real estate. Oh, that's funny. Because all the McDonald's are owned by the McDonald's Corporation right. and then they franchise the business to the people. Oh, that's great. All of the churches are owned by the Catholic Church and then I assume they franchise <laughs> the business to the to the priest. And <laughs> so, but I, yeah. Uh, the implication of a shake volcano means that the core of McDonald's land is shake. Is shake. Right. It's made out of ice cream. flavored shake. So somehow there's tunnels of chocolate shake, vanilla shake, and strawberry shake coming up from the core right. of wherever McDonald's land is. Wherever, McDo- wherever McDonald's has come, there are giant, mm-hmm. giant... So, alright, so the streets are paved with what? In that golden... <laughs> Gold and white cement kind of uh, thing, like the arches. I, the, most of the McDonald's land would be like uh, dirt or like uh, cobblestone kind of okay. aesthetic to it. With with the with the gold with the yellow. Right. Yeah. Because there had to be arches. All, if I remember correctly, there were arches sure, all over the place. Yeah. Places. Yeah. And again, what I love about it is that you remember these. Dis- you have distinct memories of this. Right. This right. Is- they've they've stolen all of my hope that I will ever finish the Iliad. <laughs> in the fact that now I have in my head that Mayor McCheese. Uh, right. Wow. Yeah. 
they, they're, I want, I want a new mayor. I want a new mayor. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's commercials from like the eighties where, uh, the hamburger will steal some hamburgers. Okay. Uh, um, Big Mac can't stop him. Mayor McCheese asks Ronald McDonald to stop, uh, the hamburger. Yeah. So he gets these stolen goods back and then eats them in front of the people made out of the product. Oh my god, so the human <laughs> clown dude, right, yeah. Ronald McDonald mm-hmm. does eventually get the bag of burgers back right. from mm-hmm. the hamburgers. Yep. Cuz it was always a bag of burgers. Right, a bag of burgers. Right. Yeah. And then he would steal them and then lumber away, mm-hmm. lumber lumber. Right. And then somehow he would get in a giant cartoonish mm-hmm. uh cage. Yep. Jail. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else? So How? for the 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 Why? volcanoes, yes. um, jumping back to that in in those commercials, because everything was puppets, they wanted to to ground it in our world somehow. So there would always be like uh, Ronald and two human children that had, that were visiting McDonald's land. Oh, okay. So then the implication there is that somehow there's a link um, between our world and McDonald's land. These human children are popping up to visit and hang out with Ronald. Right. Uh, There's they, a wardrobe. They exactly. go through the back of it, and exactly. it's a Narnia-like existence, mm-hmm. but it's only full of GMOs. Right. And, and then um, in, in the middle is Shake. In the, in the middle, middle of is their Shake. World. Right. And it was, they were never big worlds either. I mean, right. it was exactly. a very small, because it is a 30-second, 45-second. Absolutely. Were they always 30 seconds or were they? I'm using 30 seconds as just right, a Right, because it estimate. might have been 45, right. but whatever. I, Man, that's crazy. Flash, flash forward to about the 80s. They, they try to start advertising um, the Shamrock Shake. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they That's when that. it must have been invented. Right, yeah. Okay. So the Shamrock Shake, and they, they try to find a fun way to to advertise this and make it exciting for the kids. Right. Who, who is their uh, shake mascot, the Grimace. Mm-hmm. So they say, they create this story that um, once a year, the Grimace's uncle comes over from Ireland to bring us shamrock shakes. This, oh my God. Yeah. Uncle wow. o, Uncle O'Grimacy. If you're at a computer right now, you can Google it. Uncle it's a big O'Grimacy. Giant, big giant green Grimace. Uh, that wow. is wearing a, a fun vest and a top hat. <laughs> and shamrocks. Right. Uh, and which... ha- it has the accent, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Absol- why yeah. wouldn't he? And uh, mm-hmm. do they talk? I forget if they talk in yeah, these things. So, uh, what are their accents like? Like the uh, for the longest the... time, Hamburglar would only say "robble robble," okay, which was uh, no longer no longer the case in about the nineties. Is when okay. they, is, they... is when he got his words <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes people develop at a different le- at levels, uh, right? So, yeah. But the mayor had full. Absolutely, he has like a, a fun kind of like, oh, I'm Mayor McCheese. That was I, I'm, oh, I'm embarrassed for myself. Warble? Yes, yes, a bit okay. of a warble. There Thank you. Go. Yeah, you okay. caught it uh, and better I, than I, I did it. You I knew what it. You, I knew what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. How about the police uh, chief? Uh, a little more gruff, but Big Mac? Uh, yes, the 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 same kind of uh, definitely has a, a hamburger voice. This is this <laughs> this world. <laughs> it's made up of hamburger voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we know that shakes. Come yeah. from the earth, from the McDonald's land core. But right. that means that, uh, Uncle O'Grimacy is in Ireland specifically, in our world. Yeah. Uh, is coming out of Ireland and bringing shamrock shakes. So there's some, so McDonald's is accidentally somehow implying that in our core, somewhere deep beneath the earth, maybe like oil. Right. There are, 
large amounts of shamrock shake, but only in a very particular only part of accessible Europe. from Ireland right. because of sovereignty. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the first time the United States has ever respected anyone's sovereignty, and it's mm-hmm. Shamrock Shakes. Absolutely, you guys. and uh, it's the best. So we have we have a uh, Captain Crook, the professor. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a uh, what's the name of the police chief? The big Big Mac. It's just his just name yep. is Big Mac. Big Mac. Is chief he police. is he also an like a Boston Irish cop? <laughs> the- I want him to be a. And, and then the Mayor McCheese mm-hmm. and uh, Grimace mm-hmm. and who and then his uncle. Right. And then Birdie. You got Birdie. Birdie the bird. Mm -hmm. And, um. You've got, um, uh, the fry guys, which were originally called fry goblins. Those look like little pom poms. The colorful pom poms. Yep. See, I say this and you know exactly who I mean. Like right. As soon as you say it out loud, I have a distinct yeah, picture in my absolutely. mind of a weird multicolored pile of fries. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Because fries are yellow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they're the best thing at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So why would you ruin and that? And they're always chasing after, they're trying to eat fries. So. Well, the fry guys are always trying to eat they're fries. They're trying to eat fries. Yeah. They're obsessed with eating fries and they vaguely look like fries. Yeah. So it's just like they're, they're like Cannibal. the rabid vermin of the McDonald's land. They are the vermin. They're, because they, they'll, they'll pile by mm-hmm. in like a Muppet yep. kind of yeah. pile, 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 pile. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have at least eight characters here. Right. What else? What can you remember any other? Uh, there's, uh, are there other criminals? We got Captain Crook and the Grimace and then who who is no just them, right? Right. There's oh, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar, right. Of, yeah. Of, of of fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, originally the Grimace. Did you did you say that? Yep. Yeah. Um Wow. Yeah. Captain Crook. Remember the fish sandwich? I don't know. Oh yeah. I can't tell you the last time I had a McDonald's <laughs> and a fish sandwich. It had to have been at least yeah, I mm-hmm. had it had to be Lent, right? Uh, which meant I was going to church, you guys. Which <laughs> meant I was in high school, so it's a thousand years ago. And uh, uh, yeah, I was doing something about Lent. Right. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> so sorry. If you go to uh, a McDonald's that has uh, been around for a very long time, you you can still see a playset based on these characters uh, because the franchises. Um, Oh, they didn't get rid of them. Right. Why, okay. like, you know, if you yeah. own the business, why would you spend all that money to replace uh, stuff that is working? Right. And yeah. is, and is now. Right. So, Wh- you know, where, you know, there's one over in Hollywood that's one of the original oh, really? McDonald's because it started here in California, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. By San Bernardino, about uh, half an hour from where I grew up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I bet you there's some, if, if you guys want to, want to head out and <laughs> do like a journey. It is a sad place. I will tell you that. Oh, that the original. Oh yeah. Is yeah. it just, it, they, they haven't retroed it? And Maybe made it's it all... just sad to me. Maybe it's like, I'm sure it's like a fine McDonald's, but to me, I was expecting like a big homecoming with grimace statues and, <laughs> and just. Right. Yeah. But what got you into McDonald's? I, I was, I was on Wikipedia, which was at the time like a new kind of, uh, uh, it was, it was it, new it was to new. me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was just trying to see what I could find on Wikipedia, kind of mm-hmm. like trying, okay, let's see if I can find something that Wikipedia doesn't have much on. Right. And I came across Merrimack Cheese and, uh, somebody had edited the article to make it look like he was the mayor of this island that I guess the government has done a bunch of uh, different tests on. <laughs> to create the mutants. Right. That are the 
inhabitants yeah, of McDonald's land. Yeah, that land. was the, the implication <laughs> of, of the person that re-edited this, and it was like, what? And that made me start Googling around to the other uh, – just, just to find out what the real story was, and it right. immediately fascinated me. And this was 10 years ago, this and you're was, like, yeah, uh-huh. I will have this conversation whenever anybody has any more information. Right, yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So, I've, I've, I mean, I talk about McDonald's land – the way that some people will talk about the JFK shooting. Like, it's like, I need to, I need to realize like, okay, like I'm not going to get everybody on board here. Right. I, I, there's t- a time right. and a place. But there's seriously, there, there was, and, and it was a very more obvious kind of uh cover up. Right. Is yeah. what they were trying mm-hmm. to do. They're not actually trying to hide what they're trying to do from you. <laughs> the people at McDonald's, they would genuinely like you to come. Absolutely. And sure. Yeah. Give us your change for the, for the sick children. <laughs> but other than that, just get a burger mm-hmm. and uh, That's right. <laughs> get a yeah. soda and some fries. Mm-hmm. And get the hell out. Yeah. Do you still eat at McDonald's? Absolutely. You know, I okay. buy into the, it's like, it works. How could I not? Where else am I going to go see my favorite characters in the world? You know, <laughs> your favorite <laughs> characters will be there. The last, one of the last times I, I ate at McDonald's and I eat at a McDonald's probably twice a year. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it's, I try not to, but right. sometimes it's the only thing around sure. and it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, I was on the phone with Maria Bamford and, <laughs> Uh, she was there when I ordered the following items. <laughs> I said, I would like a medium Diet Coke. I would like a medium coffee with four creams in it, three or four creams in it. Mm-hmm. And um, a kid's cone made out of not even ice milk. We don't even know what that's made out of. And uh, so – and that was what? Uh, seven cents. Right. And um, the woman goes, okay, pull up to the first uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And so then I get back on the phone with Maria and she's like – that was the greatest order I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> because that's really all I want. Like, I don't really want the squishy bread that's on a McDonald's hamburger. Right. Sure. Um, I like Thousand Island dressing as much as the next person, <laughs> rarely, but always nice. <laughs> I assume the next person doesn't like it all the time. Right. And, uh, but there's, I mean, I really just want the ice cream cone. Sure. And yeah. the soda and the coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's I like I'm their chocolate sundaes. It's like a fun. It brings me back to a real specific childhood memory. You know, that's what a lot of they do. uh, Yeah, and they milk that for the mm -hmm. for everything it's worth. Absolutely, their fries have a very specific taste. It it makes me feel a very specific way. They might have invented branding. They very easily. <laughs> they, they are definitely pioneers in it, if nothing else. Yeah, right. I think yeah, they were. Early, those are early days with. Uh, so that uh, quite honestly, that's twenty five minutes <laughs> of us talking about hamburger. Oh, that's great. That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I also now. Do you want to? You want to do uh, Buster Keaton's career, or do you want to do Hundred Issues of Spider Man? I, I mean, listen, I've never we, we seen a Buster Keaton movie. I've, oh. I've only seen clips, and I understand. I understand his work is uh, is exceptional. I want to sure. see all of them. Yeah, I don't. It turns out the only thing I'm watching right now is Agents of Shield. Uh, okay, so it yeah. isn't enough. I've also watched two episodes of Daredevil. It's sure. also not enough because uh, I understand there's a lot of good programming happening. Sure, <laughs> Orphan yeah. Black. Yeah, whatever. Um. So, <clears throat> I I really love silent film. I okay. won't pretend like I <clears throat> when I watch it, it's um, it's like you know it was made in a very different time. Uh, okay. So the and the comedy is very different. I'm not doubling. It's a lot broader, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, but also very it, it's subtle in a very different way. You know? Really? Uh, absolutely. It's just 
it's completely physical. The comedy. Oh, it has to be, <clears throat> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you, you have, uh, early film, you have these people that were, um, that had come up in vaudeville. Right. Uh, you and, and I. And the circus. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you and I in, uh, as comics, modern, modern yeah. comics, um, came up in a very different world. You, you, uh, you and I even came up in very different sure. comedy landscapes. Um, but, yeah, but the, the one night, the one nighters of the early nineties are not in your, <laughs> in, in your repertoire probably. Right. Yeah. They're, they're legendary. <laughs> you're not missing anything. You're fine. I'm sure you're creating your own journey and that's perfect. Uh, the, the journey for someone like Buster Keaton though was, um, the, the, he started out and his parents weren't even on the vaudeville circuit. They were on the, the medicine show circuit. Oh my God. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So that means that as a baby, he would have to be backstage as his parents were doing an act for the equivalent to a one nighter. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, a Trying to show. sell like snake oil or something. Right. They would be, it was the, a the sales thing. thing. It them. wasn't a, mm-hmm. it wasn't a show so much as a show to sell. Exactly. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get a crowd because we're doing something cool. And at the end, Hey, do you have aches and pains? Well, I have something that can make it go away. Okay. So his parents were actual performers. So they did mm-hmm. other things besides just talk about the snake oil. <clears throat> oh that, yeah. They, they probably they sang weren't and even danced the ones and... that, that sold the snake oil itself. Oh, Their they were role, hired. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there would be people. I didn't know there was a medicine. Their whole lives, and this is like very low key, and this is like low class entertainment. This isn't. Uh, it's like the miners, right? It's yeah, very much. But before vaudeville, mm-hmm. there's a whole level before that, like an amateur, right. not even amateur, and below that, there mm-hmm. had to be amateur. Yeah, and uh, whereas you and I might expect to come up doing ha- having a day job until we can can get more uh of a career. Yeah. This is what they are living off of. This right. is, you know, they're traveling around the country feeding a baby, starting a family right. uh, with other families. Doing this medicine show. Right. Uh something that I love about the the medicine show um part of Buster Keaton's life uh, Buster was, got that nickname because they, they had a family friend, uh, a different couple that, um, was doing these medicine, medicine shows with him, saw that Buster Keaton would like tumble and get right back up and he was yeah. and nicknamed him Buster. Okay. Uh, that family, they decided they were going to make a break. They, they were just going to like commit to trying to get into vaudeville. Okay. Um, really, they moved to New York, really pushed to, to develop their, their own thing. Yeah. Um, became huge. Oh. And that was, uh, why Buster Keaton's family decided, you know what? We're better than them. We can do better than that <laughs> and move there as well. That family. Okay. That, that family inspired the mm-hmm, Keaton family. Correct. To move to New York and give it a shot. And the father of that family was Harry Houdini. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So the Houdini family. Right. Was also medicine show people. Yeah, yeah. And little, <clears throat> little known fact, Harry Houdini, uh, born in Appleton, Wisconsin. Very, not born, uh, raised in Appleton, Wisconsin, when obviously not on the road. <laughs> uh, clearly was, he was in the medicine show circuit. Right, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. The medicine show circuit. I want to just talk the about lowest the lowest of the low, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 
Good Lord. All right. right. So uh, so they move to New York when he's a child. Yeah. And they're and, like, we're going to start our own thing. Right. Uh, and Buster Keaton at this point is now as a five or six-year-old um, right. watching his dad do incredible pratfalls on a level that you and, you and I will never get to see because – uh, the infrastructure of vaudeville is gone. We won't right. get to see. Uh, no, no, nobody has to learn how to do that and not kill themselves. Right. Yeah. And nobody, the last thing we have is the Carol Burnett show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no one has to not only not kill themselves, but not kill themselves in a way that looks like they are killing themselves. That is both. And more do it exciting. three shows a night. Absolutely. At three shows. That's crazy. I, whenever yeah. I have to do three shows, I'm always angry. <laughs> I'm always like, why, why would you have a third show? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, and then imagine, um, you know, you have your significant other and child. Uh, right. With, with you on the road. Uh, yeah, because that is where you live. I know. I know a couple of guys that are features that that make a living as features as yeah. stand up comics and have children. And you're Man. like, well, that how is that even possible? <laughs> because you don't make any. I mean, you might come home with one hundred and fifty bucks right. a week. Yeah. If you go home. Yeah. And essentially your wife <laughs> is yeah. raising your child. Yeah. And um th- I, it's interesting that they just took her with, you know, they were like, no, we're doing it together. Yeah. And well, the, the, uh, Buster Keaton's mother, um, would then become part of the act. You know, okay. she, the thing with vaudeville is you would kind of, uh, become the part of the buffalo that could not be used, you know, like you, you would have to, uh, I, I know the analogy. I don't know how that applies to the vaudeville. So you, you would have to get skills that then would be able to make the family money on the road. Oh, okay. So oh, she, so everybody she would learn had how to, to play an instrument. She would learn how to be a, a straight up. man. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you're not, you're not, you, we, we can use your body. Right. Exactly. As a placeholder at the mm-hmm. very least. You can yes. be a pick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, so there was this act that developed and this is again, Buster Keaton is a child watching this and just kind of taking in a, a general um, knowledge and experience of this. Yeah. But uh, Buster Keaton's dad's act involved putting a very long table on the stage and then a chair on top of the table and then um, jumping from the, uh, from the ground onto the table. <clears throat> wow. Which, yeah, which sound like uh, so many descriptions of vaudeville sound literally unbelievable. Right. We, the only reason that we have to believe that there's at least some kind of truth to them is because there's too many people sought. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you, there was a certain amount of PT Barnum, like, Hey, if you come here, you'll see this. Oh, mm-hmm. it wasn't really what you thought it was. But if you're, you're touring that that's the reputation you'll get for like, Oh, they're not going to, they're not going to deliver what they say they're going to deliver. You know? Right. Um, but then you show up and someone just leapt vertically. Right. Feet. Yeah. 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 You that's know? it. Yeah. The, phys- the physical stuff is, is amazing. I mean, when you like, when you watch, um, I can't remember. Of course I can't remember his name. That's my, it's a go-to Sure. Jack Tripper. Sure. Uh, yeah. he had his real name and he died yeah. and he was in eight simple rules. My, yeah. what was his name? Um, yeah. now I'm forgetting too. Yeah. Whatever. Everybody yeah, else knows they're him. yelling. Right. Yeah. And there he was. <laughs> and so he was on three's company and yep. he would do those pratfalls yeah. that were, I mean, it was, it was, I remember when I first started doing stand up that mm-hmm. people didn't respect it. Right. They were like, 
oh, that's that guy who could do that. But right. if you think back on it, mm-hmm. that's an amazing physical achievement. Oh, to, yeah, to be able to, to nail that every time. Right. Every time. That's that's crazy. Uh, so Buster Keaton's uh, parents developed this act where um, the mom would be playing violin as he uh, would like jump over her and then like fall backwards and at the last second flip over onto the ground and okay. doing, doing all this in a way that have like comedic beats. You know, it's not just that he's doing stunts. Mm-hmm. It's that he's making this crowd uh, laugh very hard. Oh, right. Uh, so – then they they kind of start rising through the ranks um and they they're desperately trying to get into like the the major vaudeville circuits and uh, does he have siblings he he did he did i believe he was the oldest okay uh, so that meant that um if he's like 6 or 7 they're babies and little right, yeah. yeah um <clears throat> he Buster Keaton's dad sees one of the major theater owners on the street mm-hmm. and says, you need to let me audition for you right now. Okay. Buster Keaton is with him and he does his act and the guy is kind of like, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I'm the best. Like I, I can book anyone that yeah. I want, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and he, they, he sees Buster Keaton and uh, they kind of start uh, improvising this, uh, this act together. And that's the thing where he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a little run here. Okay. And so then they have to, uh, the three of them, um, the, the mom, the dad. the dad and the son, they develop this act where the mom is trying to keep the peace. The dad is a drunkard that's, uh, incredibly frustrated with his wife and, uh, very upset at his kid. Uh-huh. Uh, and it becomes a national sensation. They're the hottest act around. Uh, oh my over gosh. the course of a couple of years. And because everyone's living that. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and they're, they're feeling it was a what lot more improvisational. That? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know right. the, the years. Early 1900s. Yeah. There yeah. You go. I, well before film is a thought. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 their act was very improvisational. They would make up, they would just like, um, be making these left turns that other people weren't quite willing to take those chances on. Right. So uh, one of the the major things that they would make sure to do every night um, that, again, was just kind of rift in the moment. Yeah. Um, originally, he would get very frustrated with Buster, pick him up, and <laughs> throw him into the audience. Whoa. Yeah. This is, wow. again, an eight-year-old that right, he's right. picking up. Uh, his Physically, child, yes, his own child, yes, yes. and th- there's no cable like, whoa, he's flying over the audience. He is actually being thrown, and has to be caught by the audience if he's caught. Has to, has to uh, hit Figure. the audience in a way that he won't get hurt and won't hurt them. Right, because once he starts, once he kicks somebody in the face, right, it's yeah. gonna, it's right. gonna be the worst. Uh, there was one night that uh, he was in front of a particularly rambunctious, angry crowd. And, uh, the, they kept yelling things out. Um, it was like half an hour of just a mess. I'm sure you've encountered, right. uh, crowds oh, where sure, you're not, sure. <laughs> not yeah, particularly yeah. right. Uh, a third show on a Saturday kind of, kind of crowd. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just not into it. Right. Uh, but they, but they were drunk and rowdy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he went and whispered, uh, in his son's ear, just tighten your body. And okay. targeted a very particular person in the audience and threw his son. And, At the guy. Yep. Broke his ribs. 
used, oh my God. used his son to, to, to get the audience. He's like, I believe I'm performing up right. here. Turn yeah. your cell phone right. off. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Right. It wouldn't have been okay if you would have whipped a, 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 ch- a stool. Right. But to throw a child, a child makes everyone laugh. Right. And that guy, shut up. Right. And, yeah. uh, did, yeah. and so he hit the right guy. Yes. Anecdotally. Yes, yeah. Anecdotally. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and broke the right ribs. So. And cracked the, the correct ribs. Yeah. And uh, all, all was revealed. Uh huh. Wow. That is crazy. So his mom ended up sewing, um, part of a broom handle into the back of his, uh, uh, like his shirt, his or shirt, something? right? So that he could be more easily picked up and thrown by the father. Oh my god! Yeah, because this was like you know, this is this is yeah. the kind of thing you close on for right. your that child is, into the, the audience. That is a closer. <laughs> you really can't follow that. Yeah. I'm gonna need the kid back for the final bit. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. <laughs> right. So how did he do that for as long as until the kid grew too big? Or right, and then but then they were still developing other acts, and right, I, there were a. Several years when they weren't allowed to perform in New York because of child labor laws. Turns out people aren't thrilled that. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, you know, some people are thrilled. So post Teddy Roosevelt, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you're. uh, <laughs> They're like, I don't think it's the same thing as working in a in in the shirtwaist factory, right? Right. But I get what you're saying. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I so. But this made like national headlines, and that meant that a few years later, when he was able to perform on his own, I. that also made headlines. The kid is back, you know, like, oh, just right. these, it's like people are pumped. They've, they, they missed it a couple of years ago. Now they can see it and they're selling out these crazy theaters. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and in the meantime, Buster's still been hanging out, uh, around vaudeville people. So he's been learning how to sharpshoot. I am, you know, oh, from across. He's like been whatever, really, whatever weird talents exactly, that everybody else is like, right. this is going to be my hook. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, well, teach me how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Them not knowing right, <laughs> that he was, yeah. that film was going to be invented. And <laughs> Bob Hope was going to steal everybody's act. Right. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, wow. So by the time that film comes around, you have a virtuoso comedy performer. You like, you We'll never encounter someone whose entire life. Right. He, he was, he was created in a crucible that doesn't exist right. anymore, yeah. essentially, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and, you know, and uh, Charlie Chaplin, the same kind of story. Yeah. Um, but not American. That's, no, I mean, great, a, great point. No. Great, great, always a great point. <laughs> uh, no, so, Charlie Chaplin is, is amazing, uh, by his own yeah. right. I'm, I'm fascinated by, uh, the type of story that Buster Keaton decided to tell and the type of, uh, technical approach that he would have to, to comedy because film is brand new. So right. he, no, nobody knows the idea of a shot, the idea of editing. These yeah. are all being developed in front Did of he Buster write Keaton's and, eyes. And like who directed Buster Keaton? So who? the idea of a director was, was very new even. This is, uh, uh, Basically, he was hired to be a comedic performer, but then within five years, he was uh, making all of his own stuff. You know? Okay. So he had complete control five years later. Right, right. Or to some extent. And then 10 years after that, he had no control. He was hired by MGM and kind of... Uh, locked in the studio system. Um, I mean, the world had moved and, on in right, a lot of ways. Right, and then just, they just sort of didn't know what to do with him anymore. Right, yeah. And when it came to talkies and stuff, did he... He he played around with that, you know, man's got to eat. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has his own children, no doubt, at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 
so he he's it's such a short tragically short arc uh of when he's getting to be this huge uh this huge lauded comedy star yeah um at the top of the top with the other Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, these these people that are Harold figures. Lloyd. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Harold Lloyd. Uh, for you listeners at home, um, <laughs> and me. <laughs> I don't. All I remember is his name. I don't even right. know who he is. There's a, a famous picture of a silent movie of a of a man wearing glasses hanging off of a clock that is often used in things. And, and I always thought it was Buster Keaton. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Harold yeah. Lloyd. That's Harold Lloyd. Oh, well, uh, good for me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> now uh, I know things. Yeah. That's a movie called Safety Last. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent the, name. <laughs> the way that they had to film these things. Um, nowadays you could green screen something like that pretty easily. Sure. Uh, but they weren't going to build. We a could full green clock. screen. We literally could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so they had to use an, the actual clock in the air and design these, these stunts and, uh, was there a net? W- no, there was, it was, they would build like a platform with some pillows that he could would aim break for his fall. if he fell. Right. That he, so, wow. but he could very easily miss, right. you know, I, wow. <laughs> so I mean, w- yeah, go, go and watch, uh, some safety last clips <laughs> uh, with right. that in mind. And it's like, yeah, that is actually amazing. That's insane. Yeah. They're just like, essentially, it's just watching boxing to right. some extent. You're like, oh, maybe you'll live. Right. Maybe you won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that's a, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, so he he started making shorts. He started making his own shorts. He gets into to feature length movies. Uh, if I was going to tell people to watch one Buster yes. Keaton thing. Um, what would it be? It would be Sherlock Jr. Because I think it, it uh, is a great hook and it shows his uh physical performance in a great way and also the technical experiments that he he did so well. Okay. Uh Sherlock, Is it about it's on Netflix. Sh- and it's on Netflix. Yeah, so oh it, wow. It's really easy to watch. Wow, streaming. And it's I think it's like about an hour, maybe a little more. Okay. So I mean I get that like the pacing is very different. It's all um uh you sit down and you gotta be like, all right, I'm in the mood to experience something kind of different. Uh, yes. Uh, but the the plot of Sherlock Jr. is that there's a a young man that is um, that wants to be a detective, but runs the uh, the projection booth at a movie theater. Sure. Uh, so he's just watching detective movies and kind of has these fantasies about yeah. being a, a big detective. Right at a gumshoe. Right. Yeah. Um, he goes to see his girlfriend. Uh, someone else steals his girlfriend's mom's necklace or something. And uh-huh. He gets accused for it. <gasps> gets told never to come back. Right, right. Goes to work. Falls asleep in the projection booth. And here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. Uh, Buster Keaton. Um, you see like a ghost version of him come out of mm-hmm. his body and uh, is like like playing with the, the actual version of his body uh, on screen, which again, he's having to invent this. He's having to say, I want to do this so much that I'm going to figure out how to make this happen. Right. Uh, you and I now we could spend five hours and make that happen. Between right. Google and the technology and we something. Have. Yeah. Right. I, so then he goes and walks into the movie screen and there's an incredible sequence where He's interacting with whatever movies he, whatever movie is on screen right. and then it switches. So he'll be in a garden and like, uh, sitting on a bench and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it'll switch to snow and he falls backwards and he, uh, cause the scene changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're watching wow. him interact. 
he'll like try to dive into water and then it's sand, you know? And right. I mean, it's, it's an amazing sequence. Right. And, and on and every level, on every level mm-hmm. and, and funny and absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, now you were talking about how like the comedy is different. Right. What is, what is the comedy different just because it's physical or? Right. Yeah. I mean, and in the same way that comedy was different 10 years ago, multiply that by a thousand and you've got just right. kind of how the, the sensibility changes and, but it's still silly. Absolutely. And right. It's still. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what, I mean, it's not going to be, it's not political humor. Right. Or if it is, it's political humor done like the Marx Brothers. Right. So, which are all very different from, Absolutely. from, and still funny. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And that's interesting. Uh, a great example. There's a movie called The General, which, uh, oh, right. people usually, yeah, will say Reference. is Buster Keaton's, um, best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great scene where he's a train conductor and he's just been broken up with or something and he sits on the rails of the the train itself or right. the thing connecting the tires that would make it move and the the train starts moving so he's going up and down with it and it's just a, it's a wow. great shot of a of a guy that's so sad and in his own head that he's not realizing he's now on the train right and it's just like a it's a different it's like type a of balancing? storytelling but it's like a great kind of it's yeah. it's just a great image of this like sad guy that uh in a that's being we're we're getting that information through an interesting compelling way right because just the the physicality of that Mm -hmm. where you're like but you also get the impression that that he he genuinely is just like no i'm but what is whatever absolutely and that's fascinating oh that's that's crazy talk yeah so well i'm a fool for never having watched (laughs) these programs and uh i need to uh I'll give it a shot. Sherlock yep. Jr. is on Netflix. Yep. That seems Absolutely. like an attainable goal. Yeah. So, uh, that can't, that can't be difficult. Wow. All right. Well, when, how, how did he, did he, did he have a sad life at the end? Um, he actually had a resurgence. Uh, oh. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, closer to a happy ending. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Who doesn't love a comeback? Right. Yeah. The kid is back. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's time. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, in the sixties, a lot of silent film kind of was rediscovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marx brothers and, uh, Laurel and Hardy, all those, those three guys. stooges. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, um, Started being reappreciated and, uh, it was like kids in the sixties, like, I don't like what my parents like. What, I'm going to like what my go, grandparents right, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me go further back, you yes. know? So I, uh, he kind of got appreciation and would be flown around and oh, okay. um, got to do little projects. Oh, that's know? awesome. Yeah. He didn't, uh, die a millionaire that was like, you know, uh, worshiped, but he, I'm sure was very happy. Oh, good. Right. Well, I, I like the I like the end of that story. That's a good one. There was a there was a movie in the '60s. It was Hercules meets uh, the Three Stooges, <laughs> and it uh, the Three Stooges are g- genuinely they're so old, right? That this movie is in color. Oh man, that's how old they are. Oh, and boy. um and it all it is is it's a time travel it's a time travel movie <laughs> about uh, about um the Three Stooges are are pharmacist assistants. Yes, and the pharmacist is a nerd. And they all go back in time and, um, everyone thinks he's Hercules because they, they become, <laughs> um, slave galley slaves and the nerd turns into a hunk. Oh, great. Even though he loses his glasses. So how does he, how does he see anything is always the question <laughs> that I've always had about that movie. I'm like, well, you yeah. can't lose your glasses. <laughs> I failed trig because of that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, that's crazy. Now we can touch base. 
on uh, on the on the the first hundred. If you I don't had, have time, that's I mean. No oh no worries. no. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah no. The, you got to dork out some good dork out. <laughs> this was some good stuff. Yeah. It's um I I had a guy on who was uh, I was telling you. And now I have spaced his name, of course. A uh, great episode where he talked about mm-hmm. how he was rereading all of the Spider-Man. Right. Not Spider-Men, mm-hmm. but Spider-Man <laughs> from, uh, from the sixties. And what are the first hundred issues? Um, when did it start again? I, he told me, but I forgot. The, it's like the early sixties. It is the uh, early sixties. Right. Like 63, 64 ish. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the exact year off the top of my head. Right. But. It was Think Jack about Kirby and Stan Lee point. and right. Uh, the first, the, they were definitely drawing Marvel comics. The, yeah. the guy that first drew Spider-Man was Steve Ditko, right? Uh, and then after around thirty issues, I'm estimating all of this. So yep. if you guys know better than me, I apologize. Okay. Um, and then John Romita Jr. came over, uh, and or no, it's John Romita. Uh, okay. His son now draws comics. And oh, friend. fair enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but John Romita was the first person to draw Mary Jane and okay. stuff like that. But in the early 60s, the country is in a very interesting place itself. Uh, a lot of culture starting to blow up. and Transitioning. Right, yeah. The beats to the yes. hippies. To yeah, the, right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Vietnam. Uh, but this is, you know, a comic book for, for children, so it's not like tapped into hate Ashbury in San Francisco. Right. And the country isn't quite there yet. You yeah. Know? Uh, so... The first, it starts with Peter Parker being, um, kind of leave it to beaver kid that gets superpowers. Uh, and it's like, oh, gee, you know, yeah. I, and did oh, he say it originally the responsibility? Yes. Yeah. That, oh, that that's was how the one first of the first issue ends. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Stan Lee was definitely trying to be a lot more ambitious with the, the comics, which is why they, they did stand out at the time. Yeah. You know, you have, he's trying to put in those themes of, with great power comes great responsibility when he could just end it with like, and now I'm a superhero. <laughs> so let's do it. Right. Which is what the end of um, Hero 6 was. I don't know if you saw Hero 6. I did, yeah. And I liked it. I did but too. it wasn't as good as uh, Lego, I thought. <laughs> right. And, uh, okay. and what is? And Lego, the only thing as good as Lego movie, quite honestly, The Incredibles. Oh, I am so with you there. I love The Incredibles. Those are the, uh, those are the only ones that are, that really nailed it start to finish. Absolutely. And I liked Hero 6, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't the thing I wanted. Agreed. At the end of it, you're like, no, no, you're all fantastic scientists. Why? <laughs> oh, but you want to fly. Oh, so that's going to interrupt with you curing cancer. Ah, uh, no, I don't approve. <laughs> so right? Yeah. It's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Absolutely. So, so that original story was mm-hmm. was the original story. Yeah. And okay. I, you know, comics had been around long enough. Uh, Superman and Batman existed. Yep. So. But they were kind of in a campy state, so then Stan Lee is kind of directly responding to that by trying to... Be a little more realistic? Right, or... a li- like just a little more mature, trying to... Mature in, in the themes and trying to tie them back together, trying to do some more ambitious storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, But then as it goes on, the country... You know, the Beatles come to America and you've got oh, right. uh, the I want to hold your hand phase of the country, which is drastically different than where Spider-Man begins. Mm-hmm. And then five years after that, you've got Hate Ashbury. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've got the the much different. Um, the marching in the streets. Right. And the, and, yeah. And then five years after that, you got you got Watergate. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you read these early Spider-Man comics, 
they it gets to a point where they can't help that that's gonna seep in and right because that's where the world is that's where these people are writing from yeah I, yeah and it doesn't matter who the characters are it right. just it's gonna the 911 is going to affect yeah. every comic book that came out after 2001 absolutely absolutely and it did yeah. and it was and it, some of it was fascinating mm-hmm. so that is interesting it, it it's an interesting anthropological kind of and uh, or I don't know if I'm using that word right. Who cares? Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, but psychologically is, is a way to see it as a parallel to where the, the, the country was Absolutely, at. Absolutely. Yeah. When was the hundredth episode? Do you remember what year? I, I don't remember what, what year uh, but that was. Was it kind was. of, do you it remember was, the episode? It was great. No, do you I the don't. Issue? I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But just those, there, there's so much fun and you've got a lot of looks at, uh, People like the Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus that stuck around mm-hmm. and uh, people really loved. But then you've got minor villains that you'll see occasionally, like the Vulture or the Chameleon. Uh, right. And then you've got people that only popped in for one issue, you know. Like, like uh, the Hamburglar. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough. <Yeah. laughs> there, uh, there's an issue where he just fights a generic robot design, oh, okay. but, but he almost takes him down. It's such a compelling issue where this, right. this robot is like, uh, so close to, to beating Spider-Man because they have to raise the stakes, you yeah. know, and he's like terrorizing the high school and he's, uh, able to track how fast Spider-Man is going to go and, um, oh, right. Using science, right. Using yeah, robot absolutely. technology. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, the, the, the weirder, the supervillains, right. the one-off ones, yeah. People are fascinated by, and whenever you're like, I'll be watching all of the TV shows Mm -hmm. now that are on and someone will come up and Andy will sit up a little bit. And I'm like, who is it? He's like, I can't remember the name of that character, but that is a real character from the, from the books. That's great. And, uh, and so it's, it's fun. It's fun sitting next to someone who can go to the long boxes in their head. Absolutely. Cause then you can, <laughs> then you can really know what the hell's going to happen. It, well, Ian Abramson, we, we talked briefly about it, but I, this was a fascinating episode. McDonald land for 25 minutes is a, is a new, it's a new record. And, uh, the Shamrock Shake, I think is fantastic. And then Buster Keaton, which is always nice to find something that I want to watch. Right. You know, that I, that I'm like, oh, cause if I go down a rabbit hole of McDonald land, absolutely nobody, right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, nobody should encourage that. But Buster Keaton, I should definitely see. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, everyone at Ian M. Abramson, on Twitter, you got a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You ianabramson.com probably has a link to that face Facebook page, right. or you can just Google it. Right. And uh, and you do stand up comedy, and you have I your do. show Seven Minutes in Purgatory. That I do. The next show here in Los Angeles, May eleventh. May eleventh. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, UCB Sunset. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, we've got a great lineup. Uh, T.J. Miller's on it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Super fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the show, and All thanks right. for listening, everybody. Take care out there. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?